stretch this one out. Ugh. Well, hello. Oh, hello. Uh, oh, hello. Welcome to We the People, which is, as you may or may not know, the American soccer podcast in which you're going to get to know everything that you need to know about the USMNT, which turns out to be quite a bit. My name is Clayton. I'm a rapper. I'm Ty. I'm a web designer. And we're back, baby. Oof. Back with a vengeance. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. The game was... Hold on. Ty, let's take a quick exhale. (gasps) Breathe, people. Oh, my... Atlanta, what it feels like to have breath between these ribs again. The game was USA versus Honduras. Uh, it was the it was a qualifier for the hex. The date was uh, March twenty fourth, two thousand seventeen. Must win three needed points. And spoiler alert, folks, USA won. Spoiler alert. Spoiler. Minor spoiler alert. USA won by a lot, not a little. If you haven't already heard, it's all the rage. Hopefully everyone's going to be talking about it on my way to work today. But first, we got to pod this game because that's what we do. Ty and I are in the seat. We're going to give a quick game recap. We're going to get Ty's first impressions. We're going to break down this game versus Honduras. Uh, But don't forget, we're also going to look forward to Panama because as much as this feels like the afterlife... Life goes on, and we got more games to win. We got more games to crush. Ty, are you ready to do this? Absolutely. Let's friggin' go. Boys! Line them up. Boys, line up. Boys, line up predictably. Tim Howard. Both gloves, please. Let's have Brooks Gonzalez, and then Jeff Cameron, right back. Via Fania, left back. So answering a few questions while at the same time uh, being predictable somehow. In the middle, (laughs) let's see Bradley uh, and Pulisic at the 10 spot, not on the wings. Then we're going to have Nagby on the left. Against Ty's wishes. Uh, No longer, though. And then Leggett on the the right. Uh, Well, we'll see. We'll break it all down. Up front, no Oud. Up front, we're going to see Dempsey and Altidore. A lot of names you know, folks. A couple that you may not know. Uh, One you certainly know on the sidelines, Bruce Arena at the helm. This game was a joy, a blast, an exhale, a relief. Just a, a short, brief moment of sunlight in the painful existence that is being a USMNT fan. Let me tell you what happened. Four minutes in, I took a note. Legit scored. I wrote down 447, 4 minutes, 47 seconds. I said, that's weird. That feels wrong. That's a lot of digits. And I realized we don't normally score in the first 10 minutes. So so I wasn't used to just writing a (laughs) 4. And then writing the seconds. It was a nice little breakaway. Pulisic uh, broke loose and uh, took a little shot. Nice save. Would have gone down as really a very nice save, if not for the trailing Leggett, who put away his first goal in his in his uh, early career with the USMNT and uh, celebrated quite finely. And then a period of 20 minutes or so where Honduras reacted pretty well. Uh, can't argue with Honduras's attitude coming into this game. And the one, the one goal lead did not feel secure until Bradley, for the first time in the game in the 26th minute, connected with the uh, attacking third of our team and the field in general, slotted away. Uh, he's, he's looking for a penetrating pass, and Honduras is backing off him 20 yards out. And and so he goes ahead and has a shot himself with his left foot, slots Bang. it away. Goes into the right post. Good hit. Not a lot of power, but a lot of accuracy and a, and a surprising shot and good yeah. timing. Goes Hitting in. Uh, that's, how, that's how Bradley scores when he does score. Uh, and then it opened TF up. Twas Floodgates, dope. baby. Uh, Pulisic had a... Uh, I'm a little confused. This was, the, this was Pulisic's genius, genius... Uh, a assist, chip, chippy assist, a little, a little chip. Gorgeous. So uh, again, coming in, a lot of these USA attacks were not quite counter attacks, but uh, you know, coming in quick. Christian Pulisic puts just a scintillating assist to Dempsey, who scores his first goal back from an irregular heartbeat. Americans cannot believe their joy. We go into the half 
three up, and then could we start the second half better? 15 seconds in, Bedoya loses the ball. Uh, we get it back right away. Pulisic somehow squeezes loose. Altador will get the assist for this and slots away what he makes to look an easy, easy finish. Celebrates like it's a training ground. Uh, wouldn't be too long before uh, another Pulisic-Dempsey connection in the 48th minute. We're now talking about a 5-0 scoreline. Absolutely bonkers. This was another uh, uh, a nice play, which we'll break down further. Finally, Dempsey would get himself a free kick, which we all knew he would take, but I don't think anybody actually thought would go in. And it sure did. Uh, then that was followed by the final period in the game, which I know I'm breaking this down. I'm breaking this game the fuck down, but it's amazing, and I really want to enjoy every it's second of it. It's been done broken. Wow. Uh, and then game. the final period uh, of this game was strange. Both teams had used up all three subs for various reasons. Legette, I forgot to mention, got injured shortly after his goal. Bedoya came in for him. Uh, Zussi came in shortly after our goal. And then Brooks, John Brooks had a strange, scary, truly terrifying Very uh, scary. experience on the oh field, which is chalked up to dehydration in the end. However, uh, I'm not convinced. Tim Ream would come in. Both teams use up all their subs. And for about 20 minutes, we had an 11-on-11 game of some tired legs and it, it was an interesting situation i'm not used to seeing that uh but uh this this would close out six nothing thanks to at least one pretty nice tim howard save and it was the great the greatest usa bounce back i myself as a new fan have ever seen uh this was so friggin tight christian pulisic took the man of the match somehow even though clint dempsey had a ha- had a hat trick if you watch the highlights you think it's dempsey if you watch the game you know why it was pulisic tie mm. Interesting. Woo! Tell me your first impressions. Well, uh, this is a new coach performance, and I hesitate to credit it specifically to Bruce because I, I think, aside from some, you know, kind of simple decisions, there wasn't anything that that really stood out tactically with with what he did that that ended up uh, being way different from from what Klinsman was doing. But when you see a team come out in both halves and score a goal early in both halves, you know that that team is hungry, they're fired up, they're ready to play, they're excited and motivated. All the quotes we've been hearing from the camp uh, indicate that. And you know that if this was a Jurgen Klinsmann team, this would have been a labored 1-0 or 2-0 performance with a, with a lot of um, missed chances and some questionable players out of position and so on and so on. And so it's just amazing, glorious to see the team click in this way um and you know we we shouldn't get blinded by it because this often happens with new coaches uh but we should very much be encouraged that uh players like uh the father-son duo Pulisic and uh Clint Dempsey <laughs> connecting so well yeah the deuce it's, it's a, I it's wouldn't put it past him I wouldn't put it past and, uh, Clint uh, before, Dempsey to have actually continue. somehow fathered Christian Pulisic. Uh, ca- ca- it, well, yeah, yeah I say? mean, that, wouldn't that be a twist? But before <laughs> before we continue to delve into Christian Pulisic's parentage, um, uh, I need to see a birth certificate. What can you do if you want to support our show if you like our show yes so guys uh thank you for joining us you may you may be a a new listener you may be a regular listener of the show thank you so much for joining us we do this often especially when the u.s plays uh follow us on twitter at wtp pod reach out to us there and if you'd like to uh if for some reason you enjoy what you're hearing and you enjoy awesome personal and hilarious coverage of the u.s mnt uh, then go ahead and rate and review us on iTunes because that's crazy helpful for us. Um, uh, and five stars is is much obliged if you're down. I'll take any amount of stars. Six stars five if you can manage it, but we don't expect that. That's just amazing when that happens. Right, when a sick, right. when an impossible six star victory happens for our podcast, we just <laughs> we just take it and we just celebrate. We just enjoy the moment. Because why not, dude? This is this is fun. It's finally fun today, uh, this Holy morn, cow. this early, like, early morn. It is fun to so, be a fan of this team. And, and the larger point to go with the fact that this is a new coach win is that this was an emotional win and an emotional performance. This was not an X is an O performance, in my opinion. This was a, uh, a gritty... Uh, determined sort of character-based performance. This and is I a think good. The, 
Yeah, this is a good point. And 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 just to speak to that a little bit, we saw a lot of the 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 sort of we kind of saw two sections of a US team for large portions of this game, mm-hmm. like a defensive section and an offensive section and we know from our football fundamentals, our sorry, our soccer fundamentals that that doesn't work. Uh you can't divide the team into two a units split team. and have a successful uh flowing game. You're going to get broken on and Honduras showed at times some serious threat. For me, the the we we could talk about it more, but the turning point in this game was when Bradley did finally make it up and score that second goal, his first mm-hmm. interaction with with uh, you know the that that portion of our team. So I think you're right. There was there tactically this was sloppy at times and for portions of the game that stretched a little longer than I'd like. Yeah, I think the the team had to get used to the system, and uh, you saw both uh, Bradley and Pulisic edging closer to each other as the game went on. You saw in the second yes, half Ballistic dropping a little bit deeper. And they're, they're learning how to make that connection without sacrificing their positional integrity because, you know, Pulisic, he's going to be most dangerous if he's playing that number 10 role. He's going to be most dangerous receiving the ball 30 or 40 yards from goal, not getting it from deep. But there are times when you need to do that in order to keep the team moving and fluid and together. And when you're your two players in the middle are that deliberately spaced apart, as in that kind of diamond formation. That's a big challenge for, for keeping the team um, cohesive and keeping things things moving well. So it was inevitable that there were going to be some growing pains. And you saw, you know, you also saw on the emotional side, you saw some nerves, I would, th- I would think, from Pulisic in the first half uh, via Fania as well. Yeah, some, yeah. some misplaced passes, some bad touches, and you saw those players grow into the game. And Pulisic start to have his sort of outrageous touch moments, uh, including the one that was very poorly called uh, out of balance. Oh on lord! The right I mean, the kid was absolutely, absolutely, this dude. yeah, was, absolutely was, in bounds too, touch. like very much in bounds, very much so in bounds, like by so, like a so foot. damn in bounds. But so whatever. Bounds. I mean, if, if this was a close game, we'd talk about that shit for thirty minutes yeah, and yeah, then yeah, call exactly. it a pod. But it, and, it and, wasn't. And to, to uh, you know, Jurgen's points about having to be nastier and and be a little bit more uh, gamesman like, uh, Pulisic was was all was, was on fire. He was on oh, fire. Oh, he was super gamesman like. He, he faked out. a couple injuries. He fucking he, he did what he had to do. Well, he he's developing the Dempsey skill of uh, playing to contact. You know, he's yeah. Dempsey. Dempsey decides when to take a foul and when not to take a foul because he yeah, gets Dempsey he tells gets you contact all the time. He lets, and yeah. he kind of chooses, yeah. And it, he had a great moment, you know, sort of on the flip side, scoring that goal from Pulisic where he decided not to go down in a spot where a lot of other players would. So there, there's, oh, a, there's know, a skill I, to that. I think I have this mixed up. I said the third goal is Dempsey. So, so oh, no, I, I said it right. So it's a, it's a beautiful Pulisic chip. And then Dempsey, Dempsey. So Dempsey, yeah. for those of you who didn't see it, Dempsey takes it off, takes this incredibly weighted sort of lofted little arc over of, the a, defender of a chip, chip pass. Um, he takes it off his right off his right shoulder yeah. into mm-hmm. his path, and on one bounce, he he's he's forcing he's bodying off a defender, a Honduran he's defender. He's being fouled. And he's, he's actively he's being, being fouled. He's going down, and from a sideways position, from a a vertical. What, no, from a horizontal, which one is it? He's totally like a sideways. Degree angle. A 45 degree angle. His body yeah. is, is parallel to the ground. He rips a bullet into the upper 90 uh, on the right <sighs> side of the unsavable finish. Unsavable. So, totally t- a vintage Dempsey goal. Yep, absolutely. I mean, yeah, and that, that, that moment for me was, uh, was a wow because. You know, I, I I hadn't been keeping Josie out of my you know hopeful starting or sorry uh, Dempsey out of my starting 11s because I didn't think he's good enough. It's that I I'm just always waiting for the other shoe to drop, and you think okay, yeah, with this heart problem, you know maybe he can make it for 90 in MLS, but but the international game is a, a level above MLS, and so you you think okay well. You know, he's a great impact player, a great sub to have uh, coming off the bench and someone who can change the game if we're behind, but we shouldn't rely on him for 90 minutes. And obviously Bruce being, you know, intimately involved with uh, Dempsey's status and and seeing him in training and hearing all the reports from the doctors decided that he was a 90-minute player, and that's clearly the case. I mean, it's it's the Jermaine Jones syndrome where I'm not penciling him out because of past performances and penciling him out because I'm afraid of the next performance, but he just keeps proving me wrong. Yeah. And he, he can do that as long as he'd like, but it's very important that, that, uh, 
this was not a game where Altador, Dempsey, and Bradley find, like got us through again, and we're looking at Dempsey one foot out the door. We've had a few games like that. This yeah. was a this was a game where they all played very well around a few other people who are new to this team who also played very well. Obviously, Pulisic stealing the show. But let's also talk about uh, Nagby, Sebastian Leggett, and Viafania, some relative yeah, newcomers yeah. to the team. That's right. Who you know, Nagby with a quiet game. Uh, but but did his thing and did not did not fall into the Pulisic effect. Nobody did. Bradley Altador, Dempsey, yes. Magby, Legette. Nobody fell into the Pulisic effect, which we've talked about on the show of just watching yep. the star. Yeah, uh, Viafania, yeah. who seemed to be a little uh, like maybe not totally coolly rational at all times, but managed to keep his shit zipped up and and kept yep. it together. Um, you know, it must be an exciting time for him. Amazing story, Viafania. Oh man, yeah. So, so what are your impressions here of these three newcomers? Who do you think came out on top? Did anybody uh, less impress? What What are your feelings on these guys? Legit, yeah, by the way, you... who unfortunately scored his first goal and then then had to leave the game. Right, right. I think you have to uh, you have to put Legit at the top of the list because in twenty minutes he made a bigger impact than the other two, um, and that's that that has to count for something. I thought Nagby had a very clean game. He had a, a couple good moments going forward, but he wasn't quite as uh, incisive as we expect. However, he did display a rounded game, a, a you know a solid defensive uh, game. Kind of combining with Viafania to to lock down uh, that side of the field, and um, they 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 looked they looked good. I mean, they they looked uh, they looked up for the level. You know, they they did not look overawed, and you know, I I would expect that from Nagby, but uh, Viafania, we've had our doubts, um, and so especially those two being familiar with each other from from club level, playing at, at Portland would uh, that that's a good easy transition for for Viafania into this into this level and I think you know it, it's it's clear that we have a very deep pool you know that that players can go down and we can be short in certain positions but uh, us being short at a position still means we have a really solid pro in that position that's know? right let's remember so, guys for those who didn't follow the build-up you know no Jermaine Jones to this for this game no yeah. Bobby Wood for injury, no Fabian Johnson for injury. So three Morris. names that we uh, – no Jordan Morris, that's right. So a bunch of names – Morris not maybe not starting, but for sure three that we right. would we would p- potentially expect to see in the starting 11 not there. And this is this is still a, a, like a monumental win and an amazing performance. Part of that is Bruce Arena putting – you know, knowing that this is legit at home and putting people, as, as uh, Donovan loves to say, Landon Donovan loves to say, puts people in a position to succeed, you know, by, yes, by yes. putting them as in their favorite position. As opposed to the other position. guy. <laughs> as opposed to the other guy. Um, subtext, subtext, subtext. Subtext, subtext. I personally I – set, I set this whole newcomers thing up uh, – somewhat positive neutrally. I personally truthfully think that um, Legette will get too much credit uh, for f- sweeping up a, a, a goal that, that happens. Credit to him for doing that. But uh, he didn't... He, to me, he did not impress more than Magby and Viafania necessarily in the time that he was on the field. Uh, my, my feeling personally is that Viafania and Legette are... It's a great opportunity, but they're they're not players I'm I'm watching necessarily for the for the direction of this team. Um, yeah, I, for yeah. me, Nagby is Nagby is a player who the way he 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 had a quiet game, but I want to see him there again, and I want to and I trust that when Pulisic is off or nervous or whatever, Nagby is somebody that can turn on the heat and and uh, keep us threatening no matter what. And so Nagby is my attitude towards him is different. Viafania and Legette, it was like, man, that was so awesome. I got to see them uh, really experience something amazing and do something amazing for their country and their team. Nagby, it's like, okay, like I, I, this, this is someone who I want to see him work his way into the team. And I also want to mention that Bedoya coming in in the 14th minute improved this team, I think. Legette was was playing, I think, uh, feeding towards the emotion that you were talking about in this mm-hmm, team, mm-hmm. and Bedoya fed the reverse. I think Bedoya helped form that connection between Bradley and Pulisic, and uh, as our team continues to get faster and more talented, I think Bedoya is going to be more and more useful because sure, he sure. is so good at being the you know the third pass in a six pass sequence that ends yes, in a goal. Yes, absolutely. He, he's so good at being the third guy in the press. He just he just is 
an incredible, for me, a, a, a steadying force there. And he has a lot of caps. The dude has been here. Um, so I'm going to say Bedoya win, Leggett and Viafania in the book of Clayton, which almost no one reads, but it's cool. They lost. It's, it's in the Apocrypha. Yeah, it's in, the, uh, it's in a I, scroll. I buy that. I buy that argument. I think you're right. I think it's probably too, too colored. Leggett's performance is too colored by one somewhat lucky uh, deflection. You know, I just remember yeah. him having having good aggressive touches, and um, and having a, a, a winning mentality. You know, a a, um, a dominant team mentality. And, and that's, that's why that's he something scored, that I criticize because he, Bedoya he for. Made because that Bedoya, run. Bedoya plays to the level of the opposition. He's part uh, of that. Yeah. He's he's a, a member of that. Uh, that group of you know U.S. national yeah. team era, the Klinsman era uh, player who who just kind of always seems to be a seven or seven six or seven out of ten, you know. But I think you're right that that he is uh, a really important role if we play a system like this, and that brings me to like what I actually ended up noticing system wise and tactically. I think yep. the the yep. team started out with an incredibly fluid kind of, like, racetrack mentality and was was all over the place. You had, you know, Nagby go, like, he made a run that went all the way from the left to the right. <laughs> yeah, like I could not Ballistics figure out who was playing popping up on the wing what? and then in the middle and then on the other wing, and, you know, they didn't have a very clear sense of, of shape. But what it ended up coalescing into was very similar to the four one four one that Dortmund plays, where you have the sort of two number 10s uh, in front of a holder, and two wing players and a central striker, um, and in this case we had Josie and then uh, and then uh, Pulisic and um, Dempsey as the those sort of two number tens, and Bedoya and Nagby as the wide players. And so to to touch on the point about Bedoya, uh, he occupies a, a role similar to uh, Gonzalo Castro at at Dortmund, where he's that that connection between Weigel, who's the defensive midfielder. And the the attackers. So when they're when they're in a little bit more of a conservative look, uh, Dortmund, they'll they'll use him as that midpoint where they know that they need to own the midfield a little bit more if they're expecting a more combative combative game. Whereas if they need to really take it to the opposition, they can put two aggressive players in those two number ten spots, and that's something that Nagby could potentially partner well with Pulisic at, at doing when when Dempsey is unavailable. So I, I think there's. That that look uh, does a lot for us because it gives Polisic something that he uh, is comfortable doing, and it also uh, I think accommodates our our player pool really well. I think we have kind of good um, we have good players to operate as a duo of playmakers, not necessarily the players to operate as like the singular quarterback playmaker. True, this is so, a very good point. That's a very interesting point. We have a number of duo units that we're kind of shifting around. But yeah. we don't have like four dudes trying to get them to connect. You know, it's it's like right. we're closer than that. Right, right. We're closer, and and there's a, you know, it, it's 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 experimental, and it always always will be because you have injuries and retirement. And it's the international game. And it's the international game. Uh, but I think that, you know, overall, what I'm hoping for from the Bruce Arena era is that we kind of just at least know roughly what the team is going to look like and. To me, there's enough tape on the Champions League teams that like it's not rocket science. You don't you don't have to you don't have to innovate in order to be sound tactically. You know what I mean? Right, you right. you just have to watch tape. <laughs> and I feel like Arena, and Arena Bruce, is willing yeah, to that's... watch the tape and learn and just do it and just like yeah, let's just do something because it's a national team program. You don't have weeks and weeks to prepare. You can't. You can't do the Antonio Conte, you know, let's switch to three at the back, let's do two-a-day practices to get it right. Right, you know, right. It just doesn't and work so, that way, so you have to do something that the players can slot into more easily and naturally. Yeah, and it may be part of his effectiveness. For me, it's really cool to see Bruce Arena come in after Jurgen Klinsmann and feel the difference as a fan. Um, you know, I, the, a lot of the lineups we heard about for the U.S. team were spot on and correct. And when Jurgen was the coach, they were all fucking everywhere and nobody knew what was going to happen. And I think that points to uh, actually I'm sitting here wondering why is that happening? And I think it's my guess is that it's because Bruce Arena in practice at the scrimmage at the end of every practice session is playing this like nearly the same 11 with one switch, maybe another. Uh-huh, and there's uh-huh, a few I press see. people in there who are seeing that. And I think that, that, that it just points to a general attitude, like what he says in the Facebook Live thing matches what he does in practice, which, right, he, then, right. which he then gives to the players. And then you see that. 
and, and the whole thing feeds all what the way down trickles. What a concept. I know. It's like, <laughs> this is like deep analysis, WTP pod. You know, you're not going to find this shit anywhere else at WTP pod. Reach out to us. Uh, what a concept. The, 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 it, it trickles all the way down to me as a rap and soccer watching dude feeling like I know what's going to happen when I flip my telly on. Right. And that has the, the, the downside of potentially being too predictable uh, when it comes to the opposition. But I, I just think it's one of the quirks of the international game is that it's better to be predictably good than, than you know, try to get that 2% edge by being unpredictable. <laughs> unpredictably you know? shitty. Unpredictably, unpredictably shitty. shitty. Uh, folks, uh, if you are enjoying... Good is, is really good. That's that's Germany. That's you know that's that, right. these, these yeah. top tier teams. You know they 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 kind of have a philosophy. You kind of know what they're going to throw at you. Maybe they add a, a wrinkle here and there, but they're not. You know, national teams are not a place to to invent tactics most of the time. Unless you know, with the with the rare exceptions of like a Chile, for instance, where they they really do that process of like let's discover a system that suits our mentality and our, our style and that we're going to commit to for on a 20 year basis, you know, over multiple coaches. Like if, if we're not, we're just not in the position to do that. And so I, I, I am encouraged, you know, it's a long way of saying I'm encouraged by the, the tactical look that we ultimately showed once the team kind of settled down, because I think that's a system that we can play when we want to be defensive. It's a system we can play when we want to be attacking. It's just a matter of switching the personnel around. And I'm especially encouraged by seeing the progression of Nagby because Nagby is someone who can play multiple roles within that system, and so uh, becomes that kind of Swiss Army knife uh, player where you know that he'll be in and around the starting eleven because he can slot into whatever space happens to be empty due to due to injury or suspension or whatnot. Folks, if you are enjoying this show, the number one way that you can uh, assist in our ascension in the world of soccer is to review us on iTunes uh, with large numbers of stars like large like our team now has. Uh, well, our team has one star, and we'd like more than that in your review for us. But whatever. And, uh, and, and, and if you do that, it, it, I guess it helps us uh, get research fat. Ty, what does it do? How does it help us? Uh, so when people search for soccer podcasts in iTunes, the, the main determiner of who shows up is who has the most reviews. So if you okay. review us, more people will be able to find us. That's the number one okay. thing that we ask you to do. Uh, it, it, so you just have to search We the People, and we, we show up. Um, and, yeah, we are very grateful for any, uh, any reviews that you can provide. And if you want to tell a friend, I mean, you've got, you got a U.S. soccer-loving person in your life or someone who, who is interested in the team but, you know, isn't scraping Reddit like, like me – um, that's, that's who we're here for. You know, we, we want to be a show for, for any fan, not just, uh, the, the diehard soccer nerds who have been here forever. And, um, so tell a friend, tell a friend, we'll bring more people in. We got, I love our little community. I bring love talking to all of you on Twitter at WTP pod. Uh, it, it feels like, uh, it feels like, like family and, uh, long may it continue. Tell a friend. We uh, we we love you guys, and we're so grateful for those of you who've been who've been listening with us. And uh, of course, if you're new, hey, uh, we might have a good thing going on, folks. And you this guys was are an hilarious incre- on Twitter, by the way. <laughs> I, I have the best time. I have the best like pregame freakouts with the We the People Twitter crowd is uh, is a, a true delight. The wise cracks are shared, drinks are had. It's a good <laughs> it's, time. It's, it's a, a good. good time. It's a good it can time feel, all when you're, When you root for the U.S. soccer team, you know, you can feel like you're in a minority a great deal of the time. Like you're in some kind of... Yeah. You're, you're, you're like uh, the, the X-Man kid, the, the, the mutant kid in the, in the regular person class. And yeah. so to, to get into that Professor X building place, <laughs> school, with all of you WTP heads is the best. It is. It is the best, and and if we if we can, we will continue to save the universe uh, for as long save the Marvel <laughs> we'll universe for as long as possible. Ballistic's doing a lot of saving. Oh my god! That, god I damn, mean, this dude is good. Close, and so we yeah, can just close out this game by just yeah. Talking, let's close like, this game out. We got to move on. We got to move on. But holy on. shit, this is for sure the game that will be looked on. If uh, see, you know, it might not happen, but if Pulisic goes on to be a major player for this team, this game will be the game that we look back on as his for sure arrival and what a great handoff for Dempsey to get the hat trick and for I know, 
Pulisic to get two assists to him. Ah, just an incredible moment in the history of this team. Uh, and this game in this country it really, it, really is just the whole context. Jurgen out, fucking Bruce in six nothing, uh, just gorgeous. Tim Howard is back from injury. Nobody expected that. Just such a good story. And I want to, I want to make the point that um, it's, it's very. This, this is a very emotional game. You saw that on the field. You could kind of sense that. You know, even over TV, kind of uh, seeing the the tension in the crowd at the beginning of the game. Um, and there, you know, there, there's been a, a great deal of consternation and worry, of course, about where the team is going. And so going into this game, you know, that aforementioned uh, Twitter, uh, Twitter-thon, tweet-thon that, that I was doing <laughs> included a tweet that said, uh, imagine what, what it would feel like to lose. Sit in that. Then it oh, can only Lord. improve. <laughs> and so that's that was my mindset going into this. It's like was, some was, sort of co-op. I was trying to emotionally prepare myself for losing, for losing. And yeah. so I just want to remind the U.S. soccer uh, faithful that this is a this is something that you can really just sit back and savor and enjoy and just watch. Just watch the highlights a couple times before the before the next game because yeah, this doesn't happen a lot. This. It really doesn't happen a lot that we that we win so. Cons- Con- convincingly, and it really has never happened that we have a 18-year-old who is our best player, who is probably the best player in Concacaf. Probably, probably the best the player, player in the world. The, probably the probably the only one of our players who would make every Concacaf starting eleven. Maybe Bradley, maybe Brooks, I guess. Brooks but he, more we so have, than Bradley. We have one of the kids. We have one of the guys who's the envy of everyone else for once. Yep. For once, and God. that is a truly special thing that that should be uh, savored. Not because of what he'll do when he's twenty-five, but because Just of what who he did he last is today. Because of what he did last night. That what night. he did last night was exceptional, and and uh, a, a just utter pleasure to watch as a soccer fan and as an American. So. Enjoy it. Enjoy it today. It's a good day. We are so happy. We are not last in the hex. We are, uh, we don't have a shitty goal differential. No, that was big. That was big. The goal difference. It's a big deal, guys. It's a big deal. Keeping a clean sheet is a big deal. Tim Howard, I really, I've been trying, almost trying not to say this this whole show, but I have to say it because if I don't say it, then I didn't say it. Uh, Tim Howard, not not good enough. I don't think. I, I he, it's great to have him out there, but he just doesn't look spry. His face looks like he's in pain when he moves. And when when this shit gets when we go to Mexico at the Azteca, I yeah. don't think Tim Howard can do it. I, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. He might get better, not worse, in his health. And if he does, then he can do it. But I think he's gotten as much better as he can, and I don't think he can do it. I think he uh, is currently a Tim Howard scarecrow, where because he's Tim Howard, <laughs> yeah. people aren't as likely to test him yes. with, with speculative yes. shots and things yeah. like that. He, he has had some very good games in MLS since coming back. And, you know, it's, it's a similar situation with, with Dempsey and Jones, where, you know... Uh, he has the occasional bad performance, but still mainly good. It's just I'm worried about the howler. I'm worried about that that career-ending kind of terrible game where he where he just falls apart. And there was a moment yeah, in the and... first half where he slipped, uh, which was oh, really yeah. similar to the Mexico match where he got that original injury. Yep. After and that was taking a kind goal of a kick, howler. and I was like, I I had that thought of like, oh, there it is. Like that's it. No more Timmy. Like I I saw that slip and. And yeah, that just dude, sucks. That's where it sucks to be Tim watching Howard. your guys like run themselves into the ground. You know, it's like, I, I, I just wish Tim Howard uh, can be the Horvath next was ready. coach. Ooh, wow. Spicy meatball. That'd be tight. Howard, Howard, Jermaine Jones, you, joint coach. You heard it here first. Now, Jermaine Jones coaches the, the kids. He's fucking scares the shit out of the kids. He's but like he really the cool loves them. Teacher. He's actually very sweet. He's actually, yeah, he's really and the sweet. parents all know really that sweet. he's very sweet, right. but the kids are just right, terrified. Right. But the and, principal, the principal is like not down with his teaching methods. <laughs> no, no, because he wants to teach them t- about anarchy and alternative styles of government. Exactly. Yeah, he took he took all the kids <laughs> to the slaughter yard to teach them about agriculture. <laughs> it's not so appropriate. Fucked, I mean, man. a strip so, club so, is not so a place for a So you heard it first here, folks. Tim Jermaine. Howard. T- <laughs> 
<laughs> Tim Howard will be the next coach of the USMNT. Jermaine Jones will be the next coach of Jurgen Klinsmann's son. Uh, we uh, we know for a fact that that's going to happen. I'll tell you another thing for oh a fact that God, that's going to happen. That would be so awesome. That'd if be so awesome because he would just fucking duh, shit on him. Or I don't yes. know what. Or maybe he would yes. turn him. Maybe he would take him in and be like, "Your father led you astray. Let me and and slowly, very slowly, turn him into some strange, uh, some strange a, uh, brainwashed, a Kylo, Ren. A, Kylo Ren, a brainwashed like uh, assassin or something. Anti son. Anti son, right? He does everything <laughs> anti Jurgen. So then he, so you know, he's out there just doing logical shit everywhere, just organizing. Yes, yes. he's he's lowering our level. He's, some so someone had a great great quote uh, last night saying saying I uh, I love this proactive style we're playing. <laughs> <laughs> so it is it is fucked up because we're finally doing all the shit Jurgen wanted us yeah, to do, and there's yeah. so it's so easy to bring back all these quotes, but being nasty and whatever, being having more heart and and you know pushing ourselves to the next level. But, but all Jurgen could do was. Hey guys, all he could do was say, stand there and be like, guys, you should go to the next level. He couldn't get us there. And a, a number of people are getting us there, not just Bruce Arena. A lot of people are getting us there. Dempsey Pulisic, they're getting us there. Bradley is getting us there. Tim Howard, by not not yet cr- uh, crumpling over, is getting us there. Uh, we are being gotten there. And there's the next step to all the way there is... Nice transition, Clado. The next step Ooh. to all the way there is... Panama. Okay, the next step in the hex for us is Panama. Before the Honduras game, all anyone could say was, we need to get a, for sure we got to win Honduras, and then, I don't know, let's get a fucking, let's get a point against Panama, you know? You kind of say that quietly. Whatever, yeah. Say that quietly, because we're embarrassed that we can't be like, yeah, we're going to fucking win two games. Now, come on, are we going to really go out there and try to tie Panama? You got to feel like this team is trying to win. So the last the last uh, time this old worn cliche got a five minute rant on We the People was after the <laughs> Trinidad and Tobago game in the last round of qualifying, where it was the second game, and the U.S. had a one one draw, including uh, several howler misses from Giassi Zardes. Oh lord, and the traffic we, cone. And everyone was saying, "Oh, you know, you go away and Concacaf it's so tough. It's good to get a point. It's a good point. You know, early in the round, you gotta, you gotta just pick up points where you can on the road." And we said, "That's bullshit. We're so much better. None of their players would be on our team. So there's no reason why we should set our expectations so low and and have this collective mindset as U, as U.S. soccer that we're lucky to get out of frigging Trinidad with a point. Stupid shit. And the same thing applies to Panama. Last time we went down there, we won." And we didn't even need to win that game. We were already through. We had already we had already gone gone you know through the World Cup at that point. And so the only reason why our guys were playing were because they were trying to defend their roster selection to to Jurgen and hopefully get picked for the World Cup team. So with even more on the line and even more of a veteran you know first team kind of squad, I, I sure hope that that we can replicate the same results and so I, i'm i'm tired of this narrative and i think i think the u.s soccer needs to uh needs to rebel and fight back against this. i agree i don't mind to... i do the only exception to that or there's a couple exceptions to that i think costa rica and mexico away i think if we get a point in those games that's tight that's yeah, great costa rica has has real madrid's goalkeeper like they're they have quality you know i it, it, it what drives me crazy about it is i think there's a an element of um it's not like negative classism or something but it's just like a, a lumping together of like you go somewhere down below florida and <laughs> you know you're lucky to get a point you know it's like there these are very different places with very different conditions and circumstances and that like an these are different countries folks you know? yeah folks reach out to us uh at wtp pod let us know what do you think is is that part of it is this a, is this a sort of a a sociological thing where we're just looking down there at the murky, the murkiness of, of, you know, the geography below North, below our own stupid fucking country and uh, our own lack of geographical understanding. Is that contributing to our, our beautiful, to us saying country. a point away, our own beautiful, wonderful country too. You know, I mean that right guys to us saying a point away at Panama is good. Is that part of it? Maybe it might be. That might be part of it. And, that, and, that's and little... the the other aspect of it is that we just have an inferiority complex when it comes to this game because we're Truth. we, despite having Truth. been at it, you know, I'm 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 reading a, a lovely book uh, that that runs through some of the history of the early World Cups, 
um, Soccer and Sun and Shadow, which is a beautiful book. And uh, it, it, you know, talks about how the U.S. came in third in the first one in, in Uruguay. And so, we, you know, we've been at it. It, it. Soccer soccer developed in the U.S. as much as it did in the rest of the world. It just didn't, it, that, that kind of crowded landscape of American sports kind of pushed it out in the 50s and 60s. And so there's no inherent reason why we should be so... Um, so timid, you know, when it comes to our skill at this game, like we have a heritage and we now have a, a 30 year history of, uh, of World Cup, you know, competitive, mostly kind of kind of teams, you know, and con- certainly CONCACAF competitive teams. Um, and so when we go into these home games, this is a classic of the of the uh, Jurgen era was the the one nil squeaker right at home like these, these, oh, you know, it's really tough to get by Belize or Guadalupe, you know, there's no, there's no easy game in this region. Like you know, every game you in Concacaf is tough, and it, yeah, Saint Vincent, Saint Vincent scores first on us. It's like, it's like you, you have to, we have to start setting a benchmark that is more realistic, and this six nil is more realistic for the talent gap between us and Honduras. Like you know, you six look nil at, look is at more realistic 11s. than one nil. Who, this, who's yeah. coming in from their team to our team? You know. So, and guys, look to it. Here's another way to look at this. If we look inward, who is the most recent young player to break through and become an actual regular like player for for uh, the USMNT? It's either Bobby Wood or Jordan Morris, and Jordan Morris arguably not even. So we're talking about a team that's actually really fucking good and hard to break into. The pl- the players that were not able to do that. Uh, Sasha Kleschen, Benny Failhaber, other young players. Uh, Acosta. Kellen Acosta has not been able to do that. Even even some players abroad uh, who are playing really well. I'm, Alfredo I'm, Morales. I'm not able to list an awesome list of names right now, but I'm Heinemann. just saying it took a kid from uh, – it took a fucking star from Dortmund to, be, to break onto this team and become a regular player. That's how good right. we are. Right, right, right. And you know, so so what we're what we're trying to say, I I, I don't want to overburden it because we have been bad, right? It's like it's 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 not that. But no, that's not, that not what we we're saying. We're not saying our results have been good. We're saying right, that our right. mentality we has are, been shitty. We relative. are good at this and, game, and guys. Have you ever like looked into I don't know uh, like um, group psychology? Even if you don't watch the game in America. Your ad, your understanding of who we are and what we are as a soccer nation affects the way the players. It affects the players' lives, experience, and the way they play. It affects the managers. It affects everyone involved in the game. The way that we in this country, the people who aren't necessarily diehard fans, the way they perceive our team actually affects our team. I know that sounds like some hippie bullshit, but it it is true. It is un, it is very very true. I'm gonna hit you with some science. Let's do I've it. Done, Let's I've do done a decent science. amount of research on this with regard to the U.S. national team, and this is a documented psychological phenomenon I called love it. the Pygmalion it. effect. Okay, and all right. The, the Pygmalion effect is that expectations affect performance. So when you go onto the, you know, you go to take the SATs, if you know that students of your race score at a certain level relative to everyone else. That affects how you do on the SATs. Bam. And so this this kind of persistent narrative that the U.S. is coming up in soccer, you know, that we're we're getting better all the time and we can compete with anyone on any given day, and all these all these narratives, they are literally holding us back from reaching the actual potential of our talent pool. And it, it's not to say that our talent pool is great, but it's it's to say that a six nothing win at home against Honduras, you know, shouldn't be this like party <laughs> i i'm glad i'm glad i don't want to i don't want to well uh, it shouldn't it, too it negative shouldn't be I'm... it shouldn't be like a life-changing exhale of relief yes like it shouldn't it, and, this yeah. my my next two months shouldn't be drastically different than my previous two months <laughs> and they will be <laughs> and it, it reminds me of uh of dortmund you know because Dor- it reminded this game really reminded me of a game that dortmund played against um domstadt uh, early in the season, it was like their second or third Bundesliga game that they won six nothing, and Pulisic had a goal and two assists, if I recall, and he had his his so far highlight of the season where he quite literally made the left back fall over. Uh, so awesome. that was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I like think literally, he... like on the ground, like on his rear end because of <laughs> Pulisic's moves. It was pretty awesome, and and so that that big team mentality is something that in relative terms within our region we have the talent 
to to claim, right? Sure. But we've yeah. never gotten to that point where we like when you talk when the Dortmund players talk after the game, they say like, you know, we knew that we were the better team, but we weren't able to break them down. It's not. It's not. Well, every game at this level is tough. And we have a lot of respect right. for Right, and that's a very Saint important Vincent, it's a very you know? very important distinction to have the players coming out in that way. Uh, so guys do it. Do it on Twitter, do it on iTunes, say cool stuff on iTunes about awesome have podcasts about soccer. Have expectations for your podcasts. They ought to be five star. We try to put out five star. <laughs> have expectations for your team and know and know that your role, our role as fans is very real and very important and, and you don't have to be in the stadium cheering uh, to have an effect on your nation's culture. Folks, we're gonna play Panama. Ty mm. I got a little question. I'm hiding behind this bunker. I'm scared. There's all kinds of crazy-ish happening around me. And all I want to know, I lean to my comrade and I whisper in his ear. Fearfully, I say, who are these people? Who are these My comrade, I beg to you, tell me who are these people. Panama. So, um, in CONCACAF, uh, we're, in, we're in the hex and the hex tends to contain five teams, uh, Costa Rica, Mexico, the USA, Panama, Honduras, and then there's usually a Caribbean team in there. Um, and the, uh, those, those Honduras and Panama slots are typically battling it out for that, that you know, final uh, place in that uh, playoff that this year is going to be against an uh, Asian team. And typically the U.S. and um, Costa Rica and Mexico uh, would go through in the three automatic automatic uh, places, and so that gives you some context for for how good Panama is. Is they're they're about the level that uh, Honduras is, who we who we just saw. They maybe a little bit worse. They have more domestic players, fewer MLS players. Um, they have a, a very solid. Maybe spine, maybe we should have said maybe we should have done this part before going on the whole rant about how much because this really puts it in perspective for me personally. Listening to you explain it, it's like wait a second, wait a second. When I heard this, I thought Panama was like I don't know a few levels up from Honduras. We're talking about a similarly skilled, if not worse, team. Yeah, they're they're a second tier Concacaf team, and you know, looking at their roster, I I would put them below Honduras in talent. At Any the major. And- any players uh, to look out for? Any specific uh, names or faces that we should we we should be aware of going into this? Yeah, yeah. So there there is one defining characteristic to Panama, which is defensive solidity. They they have a lot of clean sheets. They have a lot of really strong, uh, organized, effective kind of stout performances, and that comes from. Uh, from guys like Roman Torres, who plays for for Seattle, and you saw the effect. Uh, Roman Torres was injured for most of the year last year uh, in MLS, and came back in the late summer when when Seattle kind of started their run after they fired Ziggy Schmidt and eventually made it to the title, to win the title. And uh, Roman Torres was at the heart of that, and that's exactly what he does for the Panama team. He's that rock in the defense, um, and they've had this. Uh, they've had they've had a, a couple other kind of standout. Uh, central defenders, and they, that's been their position of strength for a long time. So they they rarely give up more than a goal. Uh, they typically look very organized, very very compact, and um, they are they are unlike Honduras, who played a shape but didn't really have the personnel to stifle us. I think Panama will be able to execute on that game plan a little bit better. So I think Panama will probably be looking for a nil nil uh, draw. I think that would suit them, um, especially since it would keep them one point above us in the in the hex uh, standings. Um, and so I expect that that defensive game plan to be in in, in full effect and and look for those uh, those standout uh, defenders versus Pulisic, Dempsey, and Josie. Guys, this is going to be uh, a very exciting time for us potentially. It could also all go off the rails, folks. We have not made it out of the hex. We have not qualified for a tournament called the World Cup in Russia happening in 2018. That was not necessarily meant to be a Russian accent. It was just meant to be a silly voice. But, uh, you know, whatever. Make um, of it what you will. <laughs> yeah. If you like my old music, you should buy my old album. Folks, uh, this is gonna be this is gonna be a good time. Ty, let's do a little hopes and fears. Ty, how about you throw out just a little fear for us? Let's start with a fear so we can end on a hope. My fear would be a overly defensive lineup and an approach that just says, "Okay, let's hope for the best." You know, oh, Concacaf away from home. I, I, I'm, I'm 
ranting about this way too much, but it, it really bothers that's me. You know, fear. I, I that's want the us fear. To, and and you know I want what us I'm going to say, like Dortmund away. I'm going to say to that have yeah. that mentality that we should get three points. And to that legitimate fear, I'm going to say I remember before this previous, before the Honduras game, Bruce Arena saying we're not worried about this game. Uh, we we have better yeah, we'll talent. Yeah. We have better talent. Those that's the words he said. And I said I, I thought to myself. Ooh, that's maybe not a good attitude. Like, what? We, you're just going to depend on talent? But that's not... Now I realize that's not what Bruce Arena was saying. He, he's not depending on talent. He's working those tactics heavy, but he's coming in with that attitude. So, so you that's know right. what, Ty? I'm going to say legitimate fear. I'm also going to say, uh, you know... We may not we may not have to face that fear becoming a reality. Uh, folks, my hope for this game... Uh, I'm gonna go with Nagby goal. I'd like to see Nagby. I'd like oh, to see Nagby yes. break in here and, and really get start there, to Nags. really get in get in the fray. I am not at all sad about the fact that Josie Altador didn't score in this game because I'm not super hype on Josie as a striker for us. Uh, I'm not against it. I'm just not excited about it, you know. But but Nagby is someone who I'm hyped for, and I and and I would love to see him get down in uh it, like it maybe have a very important goal or maybe have, get down in a flurry of goals and be a part of it i, I would like to see that so a nagby goal uh see that smile i want to see that smile those pearly whites they're so good oh beautiful man folks uh make sure you join us uh on twitter before at wtp pod make sure you join us after for our game review and uh, make sure you join us for the rest of your lives, because we'll be joining this team for the rest of our lives. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, uh, sure. Why not? Why not? Let's just do it. Old people pod. That'd be, that sounds good. I am. We love the Nets. <laughs> <laughs> I am a huge, huge fan of old people. Actually, I like I like old people very much. They they bomb. Someone someone someone. Oh, I don't want to blow up. Someone I consider old recently asked me, "How old do you think I am?" I said, "At a certain point, I stopped guessing, sir." Um, and and I don't know if that was a bad response or a good response. That's a fantastic answer. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I went with. I I I really truly enjoy uh, a a nice. Uh, leisurely commute to work so leaving a little early and taking my time when the weather's good I enjoy that quite a bit and I love to express myself through uh, dance but even when there's not music playing however I don't like any of that stuff as much as I love the dads let's go boys goodbye people it's we the people it's we the people it's we the people You can't you can't hype the train if you're not a hype train yourself. Who can? Nobody can. You must be a Nobody hype train can. in order to hype the train. This train has left the station. It's not hype anymore, it's real. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. What is hype? Hype is a thing about something that's never happened. That hasn't happened. What's yet. the no, word no. what's the word for that when it does happen? Good new ha- good happiness? Happy joy? Joy? Is this what joy- like <laughs>